happy Saturday. Hello kids, how are we today? It is a gorgeous day. I don't know where you guys are or where you're at, but in Texas, it is beautiful. It's 80 degrees, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, people are walking and playing and they are just enjoying life. Welcome to the Capital Life Podcast. I am your host, Abby Pagood. This is where we talk about all the things that life brings. The good, the bad, and the healthy. So, today's subject is public misconception. And the reason why we have selected this as a subject of the day is because public misconception is an all-time high, okay? We've got all these different things that are going around. Um, basically, input, people need to remember to stay in their lane, okay? like. We have so many public figures that are presenting opinions, they're saying things, some things are in their field that they're known for, other things are not in their field, um, and we are going to focus on the factors of what influences obesity and also break free of our inflammation. So today, that is what our subject is. So if you are joining us for the first time or you have seen this numerous times and you have forgotten to hit the subscribe button, please do me a favor and hit like, hit subscribe, share this stream with people that you know and love. We are, um, you can follow us on Capital Health at Facebook and YouTube. You can also go to capitalhealth.com to get newsletters and updates and make sure that you are keeping up with your information. But before we jump in with the topic of misconception today, I definitely wanna give a huge shout out to um, our Capital Partner of the Month, which is Newmeyer Peak Performance Chiropractic. They are here located in McKinney. They are Absolute Troy is absolutely fantastic. He gives you from head to toe adjustments, the sinuses, the muscle work. He tries to do it all to help you reduce your aches and pains. But more importantly, it's not just about reducing aches and pains. It is also about keeping yourself accountable with your self-care and making sure you are taking preventative measures, keep yourself aligned and keeping everything functioning nice and smoothly. So don't forget to go visit Newmeyer Peak Performance Chiropractic in McKinney. So let us begin. As of Wednesday this week, I had no subject for the podcast. Now I've told many of you on, you know, in person, on the stream, anyone that's following that if you have some input on a particular subject that you would like to hear about, please comment below. You can either comment below, you can even visit the website, send me a personal message, an email, anything. I love getting to know what you all want to hear about. I like to address the questions and concerns that you guys want to know. If you want to know how I feel about keto, if you want to know how I feel about anything, and what my professional opinion is, or just want to hear about the subject to be properly educated, I encourage you to please request, put in requests. I love requests. I like making sure that everyone is staying well informed. The whole mission of starting the Capital Life podcast is to keep everyone 
informed about all of our life needs, no matter what questions that we have. So as of Wednesday this week, I did not have a subject. I did not have really any idea of what I wanted to talk about. And I always leave that kind of up to the universe and to kind of say, you know what, cosmically, like you take it, tell me where I need to be. I know you'll direct me where the subject needs to go. And sure enough, Facebook feed, you know, when you build up your Facebook feed and you're looking at your posts, that your friends posts and family posts, there's a little watch box, right? There's, a, I will like to watch some updated video streams, some of the suggested content that they might, Facebook would advise, hey, you seem to like things in this particular subject and yada, yada, yada. Well, there was a video and it was, and it was, it kind of took me by surprise because I was very interested that it had a combination of two individuals that I, you don't normally see together. And it was Ben Shapiro and Bill Maher. Okay. Now, for those of you that follow the political spectrum, you've got Ben Shapiro that is the like high extremes conservative. And then you have the um, libertarian Bill Maher, who's more on a political, like he likes to try, try and provide political correctness, etc. Okay. So you got two guys on the complete opposite spectrum sitting in a studio discussing the things. Okay. Which one, I think more people should do. I think we should have more diverse, uh, like diverse opinions and conversations with people that are intellectual thought out. It's not getting heated. It's not getting over emotional. It's just having a conversation, nice, open, honest. You can even agree to disagree. You can agree to agree and you just leave it there. So here I'm listening to these opposing viewpoints and them collectively, you know, finding common ground to which they agree upon. And here the conversation kind of segues into you know, COVID and COVID vaccines and the percentage of deaths. And what really bothered me about how it wasn't the approach or the content to which they were discussing, what bothered me was that not just one, but both of them had almost instigated a subject that rubbed me the wrong way. Now they're talking about COVID vaccines and the percentage of deaths and they have and the percentage of it being linked to obesity. That's not untrue. That is something that data has actually been starting to show um, that the healthier individual, the more you take care of yourself, it reduces your risk. That's been known for ever basically on CDC websites, all of it. You're, you increase your risk of death in any issue when you have underlying conditions, period. Now, it wasn't that part that bothered me. And then, you know, like, okay, yes, they went into a discussion about obesity and then how um, anyone that's discussing the subject of obesity, now it's in today's society, it is now becoming more of a fat shaming kind of concept. And it leaves people with a bad taste in their mouth. And then you start getting cancel cultures and people are like, you can't fat shame. And that that's a hundred percent true. They're a hundred percent spot on that that has started to become what culture is doing. Now, do I agree with that? No, because I feel that the conversation of someone's health needs to be on an open platform so that we can start having these informed discussions. The part that bothered me, and I believe that it was, I, I'm kind of 
surprised that this was a comment because if you listen to Ben Shapiro, usually he likes to, he, he actually talks kind of like a really fast baseball player um, uh, commentator, which I find kind of interesting because I always have a hard time. It's almost like I feel like he's about to start auctioning something off because he's speaking so quickly. But the thing that bothered me is that he usually sticks, sticks to facts. He sticks to data. He sticks to that and uses those details to try and bring his um, his opinion through. However, they started discussing what they, the two of them, felt were one of the leading the re, leading reasons to why BC is an issue in the United States. And there was this response of that Americans don't like they just love stuffing their faces. Then it proceeded to say that if you just followed a caloric in versus calories out concept, you'd be fine. This is where I became floored because being two individuals as public figures that are clearly impacting a large variety of people and to say something like that is a mis is a public misconception creating a public misconception okay you're creating this image that the obesity issue is that people just can't stop eating in addition to even worse is the old school way of thinking on nutrition and all things the calories in versus calories out so this is where I draw the line. This is not acceptable. If you are going to be a public figure, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, stay in your expertise, and hand that off to somebody else. Don't, you know, like, the, I understand that this is, like, opinion-based, but the part where it really bothers me is that to generalize something to that level is insulting to those that do struggle with weight. It is insulting to those that have worked countless hours and countless days watching every th meticulous thing that goes into their mouth to the point where it's become so unhealthy mentally and physically because they've become obsessed and the stress levels keep coming. There is so much more about why, why we're having struggles with obesity. There's influential factors. So this is where we're going to get into the content today. And what we really need to focus on is we got to get out of this old school way of thinking and stop generalizing people into these categories because it's just not true. Okay. So we have, um, we have a couple different things going on when it comes to the subject of obesity. When you focus on a calories in versus a calories out concept in like rule of thumb, what ends up happening is if you have a majority of Americans have a very low functioning metabolism. Okay. We do are, some people have thyroid issues. Some people, some individuals, their metabolism isn't even functioning because it's not properly trained. Well, it's not spit firing. And so that ends up becoming a conflict. Now, if you are doing something like a weight watchers program, what they'll do is they'll underscore your caloric content with that old school concept to promote weight loss. The problem, it might work the first go around, but then as soon as you start consuming food, your body has forgotten how to process foods naturally. 
and therefore it has a, an immediate reaction to it. And then that's why the individual starts gaining weight. So we really need to be focusing on the fact that when you underscore your caloric content, you actually start messing around with your metabolism. You start shutting it down. And so then it stops functioning. You're also changing your reaction to foods because the reaction you used to have, you could process them. Now you become hypersensitive to where you're causing another issue. Another thing that's really important is when you start doing some of the fat diet trends that focus on calories in versus calories out, and you start yo-yoing with weight, it also puts strain on your heart. So it create it sets you up for a numerous amount of issues down the road. So the other thing that makes me really frustrated about this is the pre-assumption that it creates. This, mis this public misconception creates this pre-assumption based off of appearance type of thing. That means that here are our known loved ones that are struggling with their weight, that have been making an effort, and yet someone can look at them very quickly and just assume that they stuff their face and do nothing and don't even make an effort, which is false. Now, I, uh, some of you know my history. I worked for Lifetime back in the day, and um, I, Loved working there, good people. I did find that there were some things that really bothered me about, um, you know, people in my profession, trainers in particular. They, um, not all of them, not all of them, there's some fantastic trainers out there, but there are some people that think that just, if you just move, if you just go, you'll just lose the weight. If you change your, if you eat your calories, if you would think of this old school way of doing things, you'll just, you'll change. And so there, there's a story where um, one of one of my colleagues um, was actually standing next to me, checking out like like checking in emails, tracking their clients, like all of the things. And there was a lady that came off of the elevator, and so we were on the second floor, the training floor. That's where all of the exercise equipment. That's where you go to get for um, training assistance, etc. And this lady comes off of the elevator. And she's heavier set, um, you know, but hey, she's in the gym. She's in the right spot. So like power to you. And lo and behold, the trainer standing right next to me, who had coincidentally ended up being the GM of that department at a later point, um, is stand, standing right next, next to me and then just carelessly says, well, she wouldn't have a weight issue. She'd stop taking the elevator. And immediately that just floored me because you, that person doesn't even know who that person is, their health history, if they have knee issues, they know nothing about them. They just made this grandiose assumption and like put them into a category. It's not fair. So I really want to encourage you guys that pre-assumption is the killer of communication. When you pre-assume how somebody thinks, feels, acts, whatever, it doesn't matter if it's gauging it off of what they look like or if you're gauging it off of their age or if you're gauging it off of anything. Pre-assumption is the killer of communication. It immediately puts you in a particular mindset to where you approach that other individual with a, with a certain type of demeanor that cannot be appealing and cre can create even more communication issues. Okay, because now your approach to them is that you're assuming that you already know what's going on with them to the point where 
they can even become defensive because of the, your approach. So first and foremost, let's just stop all of this pre-assumption nonsense. It doesn't belong. We shouldn't be doing it. It shouldn't even be an issue. Okay. The other thing that really bothered me is you cannot give advice to an individual without knowing their health history. Okay. Having any individual sitting there asking you, Hey, by the way, should I be, should, am I allowed to have ice cream? Well, one, do you know if that person has an inversion to dairy? Do you know what their cholesterol levels are like? Do you know what it, you don't even know what their blood work looks like? You don't know anything about them. You can't just grandi like you can't just make a general advice about an individual, especially when you're working in a health field. That is why a lot of times when we are having these discussions, I am properly educating or informing you. And I bring up the variables that can be in, in influential factors. Okay. So, you know, like somebody that makes a TikTok video and they say, oh, do these crunches. They're really good for you. But then, uh, by the way, you don't even know if that individual had low back pain. So those act those crunches actually are the worst and will re-aggravate a pre an old injury that you didn't know that person had. So it's really important to make sure that when we are giving advice, we are being wise and smart about how we relay those messages, okay? Um, now, some leading influences of obesity, I think it's important to like to discuss these things because there's a couple different, there's a couple different influential factors. One of the most influential factors of, or leading causes of obesity is sleep deprivation, okay? Um, sleep deprivation and inconsistent sleep habits contribute significantly to our obesity levels, okay? <clears throat> the other two issues that I wanna to address today is the overconsumption. <coughs> Excuse me. So overconsumption when it comes to caloric need, what ends up happening is, you. I mean, all of us have seen people to the point where they're just ravenous, right? They're starving. What ends up happening is the brain is sending sensors down to the stomach that it's, that's hungry, that it needs to eat. Okay. Then the individual goes and they consume food. Okay. There is overconsumption. It does exist. It does happen. Is it the primary causes of obesity? No. Is there a little bit more to it? Absolutely. Now, People that are suffering from obesity that is usually stemmed from an overconsumption issue is not necessarily intentionally their fault, okay? What ends up happening is the brain sends signals to the stomach. It alerts the stomach that I am hungry. I need nutrients. Please give me food. And so the individual goes and they may select the wrong type of food because what happened is, is the body sent the signal because it knew it was nutrient deficient. It needed substance. It needed, there was a deficiency within the nutrients that were consumed. There's a lacking of it. So therefore the brain sends signals saying, I am hungry, please feed me. The individual goes and eats a food that may not be nutrient dense. So it will not supply the brain with the I'm full factor. And so they will consume the food. And sure enough, a couple hours later, the brain says, I'm still hungry. I didn't eat enough, even though they might have consumed quite a lot. 
And that usually happens because there's a nutrient deficiency within the system. So the body keeps requesting food and keeps, and therefore the individual keeps being ravenous. Now, how do you counteract that? You start consuming more of a wide variety of healthy foods that are more nutrient dense. Then eventually the body starts to say, holy crap, I've got everything I need. Don't, don't send me anymore. And then we fix that issue. Now we also have the other spectrum. Now, a majority of people that I've worked with in the past that have suffered from, you know, 50 pounds plus of, um, of weight, a majority of them are actually starving themselves. Seriously, a majority, I'm going to repeat this again, a majority of them, and I have even worked with people that are 300 plus are actually starving their bodies. Okay. Particularly where they consume only around 800 calories a day. So when Ben Shapiro is sitting there on his high horse saying, hey, if you just followed calories in versus calories right, he is incorrect, okay? And the reason what ends up happening is the American diet has profoundly been influenced by not eating during the day, basically wake up, grab your coffee, go to work, and you barely eat or consume anything until you eat dinner. And by the time you've hit dinner, you're starving because you've had nothing to eat all day. So you might consume a five to 800 calorie in that sitting, okay? Which it could be a higher increase of fat percentage, or it could be foods that are not healthy. Usually most people that starve themselves during the day when they eat, they're ravenous, they need, they need sustenance, and then it doesn't matter what it is that they choose. Sometimes it might be healthy, sometimes it may not. But a lot of the people that struggle with weight actually are under consuming. Their metabolism is not firing. They're not eating frequent meals to create, getting their metabolism boosted up. So they're actually starving their body so that any food that is actually coming into their system, their body holds on to it because it doesn't know when it's gonna get food again, okay? So this is a really big deal because we can no longer really sit there and make judgments based off of somebody's looks, assuming that they're doing the wrong things all the time. Most of these individuals are not educated. They, are, they could be very educated individuals, but what I'm saying is they're not educated in this department. They haven't been taught how their body reacts to foods or of things of that nature. Now, there's also another important thing that I feel like needs to be discussed, and that is how foods, how your body reacts to foods, okay? There's an inflammatory response that your body goes through, okay? So this is adverse reactions. This is adverse reactions to foods that could be in a form of a food sensitivity. It could also be created, get this, it can also be created from the fake foods filled with all the chemicals, like our diet sodas, or the fat-free foods, like the fat-free yogurts, or the diet, like the reduced fat, okay? We get a lot of preservatives, um, sugar, different types of chemicals that are put into these foods to make sure that the food item still tastes good, However, 
what it's actually doing is it's these chemicals are going into our system and they're actually effing up the way our body processes food. Okay. So when you're sitting there and it's like, Hey, I need to be able to consume like yogurt. Well, some today people will be like, Oh, let's get the fat free one. That's not necessarily always the right choice because there are beneficial properties in having a yogurt that has the content in it. It just depends on the individual. The other thing it's really important to remember is that when you're having an adverse reactions to food, like a food sensitivity, okay, I particularly, I experience this quite a bit myself because I do have food sensitivities, okay? So, for instance, um, one of the adverse reactions I have to sugar is I get really, really bad migraines if I consume sugars, okay? So I particularly live a sugar-free diet, natural sugars, of course, like fruits and honey and things of that nature. But if I have, if I have sugar in something, I usually will have a headache that transpires from it. Um, another thing that is really interesting is like my big thing, and I absolutely love potatoes, okay? Huge potato fan. My body, on the other hand, does not react well to potatoes. And if I consume potatoes, overnight I could jump up five pounds, okay? That is showing that I have an adverse reaction. That is an inflammatory response to food. So it is really important to know how your body reacts to the food that's being consumed. So what we're going to say is if you have been on my website at Capital Health, um, it is, if you really are even inclining that possibly one, you need to clean out your system so that we're eating nice and healthy. And two, we actually have been a little bit interested saying, Hey, I've noticed over the years that I'm starting to kind of go through my decade shifts and how I used to react to dairy isn't exactly the same of how I react to it today. If you are even partially inclined to be thinking that you might have some issues with food and you would like to address it. I would highly recommend the Capital Cleanse. I have created a Capital Cleanse. It's basically clean eating. It's a clean eating concept. You have an approval of what you can eat, an approval of what you can't. And the really, really amazing thing is, is it just not only resets your system, it'll even fix blood work. If you have high cholesterol and blood sugars and things of that nature, it will give you the system reset that you need. Um, and what's even better is that if you lose more than five pounds from doing the capital cleanse, I can pretty much guarantee that it's time to get you tested for food sensitivities because this is a really good indicator to say, hey, you're having an, an adverse reaction to foods and let's figure out exactly what these things are. Okay. Um, I also kind of wanted to go into inflammatory responses. Okay. Like they're you know, there, when I'm talking about an inflammatory reaction, we want to make sure that we increase foods that help get rid of inflammation. And you do that by increasing like your dark leafy greens. You also want to do your fatty fishes, your whole grains, beets, nuts, ginger, um, garlic, onions, turmeric, um, berries, even, even pineapples. Um, pineapple is a huge, actually really good for, um, aiding in digestion. In addition to berries is full of antioxidants that help fight against free radicals. So like things like 
damaged cells and cancers and stuff like that bring boost up your antioxidants and it helps help with that okay so we want to make sure that we pay attention to that so check out the capital cleanse if you're curious um and on top of it, if you just really wanted a system reset to get your body in the right right groove because that'll be fun um i really want to encourage you today because part of the reason why we I picked the subject of public misconception was because I have been seeing a lot of public influences on Facebook, on Neighborhood Watch it apps, um, even on TikTok, okay? And I just really need to encourage everybody that, you know, I don't have a problem. I kind of, I enjoy that we like to share what works for us. I enjoy that we like to say, hey, we reach out to Facebook to ask for a particular service or who would you recommend in this category. I love that. I think it's great for the community to share, to give, you're giving props to your fellow business people, you're trying to be helpful to your neighbor and give good advice. I am going to emphasize, stop giving health advice to people that you have no business giving health advice to. It's not your lane. It's not your role. You don't even know what this person's health history is. And even on top of it, you're not the professional. Okay. I can't tell you how many times I actually have to spend more time with a client to correct the misinformation that was received from a media influence. And the worst part is, it's playing with people's minds. Do you remember back in the day if you had an issue and it was about, you know, it could be like a headache and you Google, why do I keep having this headache? And then a brain tumor pops up on your Google search, right? Like it starts messing with your head. Stop doing that. Stop going to public forums to ask advice about certain subjects when you have no business doing that. If you're having an issue with your kid, don't like maybe go to a child psychologist or call the pediatrician or go to somebody that can give, that is an expert that can give you that advice. Stop going to Nancy down the street who literally has no children, but she's got all these damn opinions that nobody needs to be listening to. So stop listening to Nancy. Sorry, people, if your name's Nancy, I'm not trying to make fun of you, but you get my point. Stop it. Just stop it. Just tired of it. It needs to stop. The other thing we need to start thing is like just encouraging people to reach out to their professional. Like if so, if you see someone that is making that comment and you, like, let's start with us, let's start with the actions of us and making sure that we are addressing these things. If you see that somebody's looking for something and say, you know what? I don't know about this and I'm not going to start giving you advice, but I would encourage you to reach out to XYZ or this individual and link that connection or the business on there so that that person can get the advice that they need from the person that actually is going to ask them the questions before they start providing advice to them. So if you guys heard that um, apparently there's a new TikTok thing going around where individuals are self-diagnosing themselves from like TikTok. So they're going on 
and people are, I guess this has become the new trend where it's like, hey people, let's find out what's wrong with you. And then you go on TikTok and it will, you know, advise you that you have all these different issues and things of that nature. Now, who, like this is, this fits into the exact same concept. What are we doing to our children to the point where we're, we're literally driving them crazy. We're giving them so many options, too much information to the point where their mental sanity, they're now trying to self-diagnose themselves and they're trying to like create, it's almost like they're creating their own problems or creating, you know, they're searching. They want to be educated, but they're not going to the right spot. And the only way we're going to break through to our kids is by advising them to go to the proper people, to the proper have looking at issues from a broader perspective and then helping them go to the right sources so that they can get the assistance that they're looking for if they are feeling like they need answers to something. So there we go. That is my rant for the day. Okay. If you are finding this helpful, insightful, um, don't forget to connect with us on Facebook at Capital Health. Um, also on YouTube, same thing, Capital Health and CapitalHealth.com. Subscribe to our newsletter, get all of the new updates, the blogs, the podcast, all of that. Um, I, I have um, actually one last thing that I wanted to discuss with you guys today. And it's short, I promise. But um, we are still doing um, the Capital Health app is coming this summer in 2022. And we are pre still pre-selling the app so that you can get Mondu discounts on the app that's going to be launched. It's not only going to assess you before giving advice on nutrition, but it's also going to assess you on physical exercise before giving you the advice so that you are actually getting a well-rounded to your needs customization of not just your nutrition, but also your exercise and a huge deals on the subscription. If you become a capital founder, if you want to go to capitalhealth.com, there are videos describing what the app will entail. So I highly encourage you to hop on to capitalhealth.com. Remember it's K-A-P-I-T-O-L because your body is a monument and you should keep it. You should, you should respect it like that. So K-A-P-I-T-O-L health.com so that you can see videos on the upcoming app that will be coming to you um, this summer. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Capital Life Podcast, where we talk about all the things. Join me next time. Um, our next episode is going, hopefully going to be a keeping it real with real people. Um, I actually have one of my clients that will be jumping on as long as she confirms with me this week. I think she will. I just have to remind her. Um, and just remember, pre-assumption is the killer of communication. So as you are reaching out to people and having conversations with them, just make sure that you are paying attention to make, staying in the role that you are not pre-assuming. You are not making that preconceived thought or notion because it can profoundly affect your approach to the individual in addition to um, how that individual will respond to you. Okay. So 
pre-assumption is the killer of communication, guys. Remember that, and we will see you next time at the Capital Life Podcast. You guys take care of yourself and each other.